Chaplain Ron, what do you and Molly, your therapy dog partner, do for police families in Texas? Okay, what we do is we go around and uh, we give them what we call goodie bags. My wife puts together uh, treats for them and and, uh, and a card in there that says, Officer, I need you, you know, and um, that we need you. And they have the opportunity to uh, to have those goodie bags. And it's just our way of saying thank you for what they do. We have, uh, we're approaching 1,200 right now, those that we passed out. So um, we are, um, we're just excited to be able to give that. And it's just our way of giving back to the community of so much that they're giving to us to let them know that they're real people with real families, with real lives, and that God loves them and that we want to make sure – that we do it. And as a chaplain, it really helps me to be able to uh, reach out to these guys. And it looks like that you are making appearances at, at different police departments and events and so forth sure. with Molly. Sure. Uh, sure. What are some of those about? We, um, we've had the opportunity. My wife and I recently wrote, relocated here from Nashville, and I was their police chaplain for about seven years. And I had the opportunity to go to schools and different events. And then when we moved here, we just kind of picked up where we left off. I'm a local police chaplain for uh, three smaller agencies here. And um, I have the opportunity to reach out in the community. We go to events. We go to Coffee with a Cop, which is national. And uh, we do um, we do a lot of stuff with them and just show up in the community. We not only give out goodie bags, but we give out resources like, like coloring books and junior badges and different things to the kids. And um, it's just uh, we also give out the, uh, the bracelets that say the police are my friends. And um, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to let the community know that uh, the police are there to help them, not to hurt them. And so uh, we've been doing that. Yeah, we've gone to schools. And Molly is actually a crisis response canine. So she, can, she has gone with me um, to school shootings, to officer down funerals, to officer involved shootings, to mass shootings. Um, we, went re- we went a couple years ago, if you remember the Waffle House shooting in Nashville. We went there and were able to minister. And so that's what we've been doing, and that's what we continue to do. What is it about a dog, especially a trained dog, that is just so comforting, so so peaceful? Well, I think it's just uh, it's just the fact that they're God's creation, and God puts a high priority on animals. It says in the book of Proverbs that how you treat your beast or your animal is what your character is. So God takes it very seriously of how we treat um, our animals. And I think that it's just they bring the just unconditional ministry of presence there. The Veterinarian Association says that when a dog or cat licks you, a happy chemical actually goes through your body. So um, it's just kind of a neat thing for the dog uh, to be able to be there and just doing what a dog does and uh, just be able to comfort people that are obviously in hurting situations. You also work with not only police officers, but also uh, civilians who have been involved in situations? Yeah, in situations, traumatic events. Uh, We've been doing that a little bit. I went through the training of the uh, Billy Graham um, uh, law enforcement training, and I know that uh, Caleb even has their own disaster response training and everything. And uh, we, I went through that about a year ago with Billy Graham, so I am a volunteer chaplain with them, and we reach all kinds of people, not just the police and the first responders, but others that have been a, um, affected by either crime or tragedy. I find out uh, that um, that what happens is there's a ricochet effect, and it really just affects everybody involved, and it affects them emotionally, it affects them spiritually, especially if a lot of them don't have a relationship with Jesus, it really does affect them a lot, because there's nothing there to really comfort that, not to restrain the influence of the Holy Spirit or anything. So uh, we have the opportunity to reach out to those people, yes. And I understand that you have done some work with a group called Blue Hearts for Heroes. 
What do they yeah, do? Blue Hearts for Heroes. Yeah, they are a group that I recently started doing things with. They have reached out to the special needs kids. It's um, it's uh, it's something that a police officer, man or woman, has to go to work every day with the pressures already associated with work. But when you have special needs children at home, that puts a whole emotional dynamic on it that a lot of officers don't see. So we've been reaching out to them, just letting them know that we care um, and that we'll be available to do anything we can to relieve them of that pressure. The group is relatively young. They just started about a year ago, but they're doing a great job. And uh, Matt Silverman is actually a U.S. Marshal in New Jersey, is one of the co-founders of the group. And then a guy in Florida is uh, chief of police out there. And um, he helped co-found the group. So they were just reaching out to special needs kids. So Molly and I will go to special events and we'll uh, pr- promote Blue Hearts, especially when we're with uh, special needs children. As a chaplain, as a Christian, what is in your heart as you minister to police officers and their families? Um, mine is just that, um, first off, I want them to come to know the Christ that I love, okay? And I want them to come to know the God of the universe, and that's, so they'll spend eternity in a place called heaven. But uh, for the most part, as I've, as I've told chaplains that I've trained before, that um, when we go out there, we're out there, to co- we're out there to comfort, not to convert. <laughs> and so we are out there to show the light of Christ, to let your light so shine before men and women that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven, What is, is pretty much what Matthew says. And uh, so we are just out there to be an example to the police officers, knowing that they are valuable, that they care. And then I'm always there for them, you know, and stuff. As I've told people before, living in a fallen world, uh, crime doesn't stop uh, just because it's 3 a.m. in the morning. So um, I have to be ready to be able to go in 24-7. Since I've been in Texas, I have not been called out on a major incident yet. But like I said, um, that's just pretty much a phone call away. So I guess this gets into uh, dog psychology. But can you tell with, with, with Molly when she has been around people and they've been petting her and she's been doing what she's supposed to be doing. Can you tell that she's sort of happy with and knowing she's doing something yes. good? Yes, very. She's been doing this for um, uh, about nine years with me. We trained her when she was a puppy and at two years old, we started uh, using her as a therapy dog. She's just turned 11. And um, yeah, she is very, uh, she, she knows when we jumps in the car. I said, let's go somewhere. She starts shaking her tail, starts chasing her tail. And then I put the vest on her and I put the, uh, I put the badge on her a little bit. We have a badge that we use with her and uh, she goes out and she knows that she's supposed to be working and, and she's willing to do it um, now, but a dog's a dog. And uh, sometimes when I take her to church events and Molly and I will be sitting in the, um, in the pew, if I move too close to her, she'll growl. So, you know, she's a, a dog is a dog. So, you know, you have to understand that. And so, but uh, Molly knows when she's supposed to be working. And when she comes home and I take off the vet, she knows that she can be a pet again. Chaplain Ron, thank you so much for talking with us. 